inaugural team. Columbus has outperformed much larger cities. The true success indicator has been from the fans. Hello and welcome to the club. I'm your host, Mars, and this is the Upper 90 Club, a roundtable podcast where friends discuss the Columbus crew. On this episode, we review last Saturday's 2-1 to tub thump in Chicago. We talk messy via Twitter question. We discuss the new signing in Yevin Chiburko. We get the Crew 2 update for Bird, and we make our predictions for our game against New York City FC. Uh... Played at Yankee Stadium this weekend. Uh, MLS's only pitch with a smaller surface area than Don Mattingly's mustache. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Upper Ninety Club Pod, and watch us on YouTube at Upper Ninety Club. Um, I'm recording this intro after the episode was recorded. Unfortunately, I had a, a personal conflict on recording night, so I missed I missed the episode. So I'll be handing it over here shortly. Um, I did not have a personal conflict on Saturday night when uh, the crew came to Chicago where I live and I went down to the game and saw everything play out in person. Uh, You know, I haven't gotten to see a lot of crew games in person uh, of late. So um, lots of familiar emotions came rushing back to me. In fact, I think the last time I saw the crew play live was when they were here last year and that was Cujo's first match and the crew had a come from behind win. Uh, we won three to two. Um, I think it was two to one when he came on and, and the rest is history. Hawes was here with me when we saw that game and um, on the way out surrounded by uh, fire fans, we uh, played Frank Sinatra's uh, my kind of town, Chicago is, and uh, it was great. It was great, and uh, I got to uh, to redux that this year. Um, we did get held back. There was so I saw Ty Phillips, uh, who we've had on the show before. He is the crew's manager of supporter relations. Um, got to meet him in person, which is great. Hey, Ty, and uh, so anyway, they kept everybody back because I guess there was some violence post game. Uh, issues last year because the Chicago fans can't take it. Um, so we all kind of hung out for a little bit. And then when I was uh, playing and singing Frank Sinatra, as I want to do on the way out of uh, this year's uh, thumping, uh, it was just crew fans. We looked around and it was, it was just crew fans. So um, that was great. Um, you know, I, and then just quick comment on, on the man, the Zellerian goal at the end of the game. He connected with that ball, and I was shouting things that, you know, you could only shout in the in the heat of a of a of a moment of passion in a football match like Zellerian, you beautiful baby. Uh, how do you like them apples? You know, things like that. So, anyway, um, was there anything else I was going to say? Oh, without me in the club this week are Ben, Trey, Haas, and celebrity crew fan. Morgan Hughes. Um, I don't think I was going to say anything else. I'm sure I totally said all the things you knew I was going to say. So, Ben, take it away. All right. Thanks, Himmel. You totally said all the things we knew you were going to say. That's great. So, we have a very important special guest today. Now, we are without Morton, and a lot of people 
when I put up Hughes online wanted um what's what's it? What's the Hughes? Keegan, Keegan Hughes. So we combined Keegan. Morton yeah, Keegan, Keegan and we got a Morgan Hughes. Oh my god. Yeah. What a treat it is to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Thanks for being a really tall center back that we totally need. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, off the jump, before we jump into the game, I kind of wanted to plug some of the things that you're involved in. Um, for all the people who don't know, you were very instrumental in the Save the Crew movement. And I, I genuinely, we, we've we all met you over the past like decade and stuff like that, but we haven't like formally met. But we wanted to say thank you for all the work you've done in the Save the Crew movement oh, um, yeah. and kind of being the mouthpiece for anti-pre-court stuff because that guy sucks but thanks man you know it was uh that was the <laughs> going on the record and uh talking poorly about anthony precourt was just such a such a joyful easy uh thing to do so i would say you're welcome but i believe me like the, the joy was all on this side of the uh podcast <laughs> i mean it was like a softball that guy was a that guy's the worst <laughs> I, it, I mean, I like, mean, it's that, crazy. That was one of the things about Save the Crew was like there, it was so obviously the good guys were on one side, the bad guys were on the other, and it was like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like there was no nuance. It was just like that guy's that guy sucks. He's one of the worst people in the world. We're just a community that doesn't want to die. Yeah, and we've been around since the yeah. you know at the very beginning. We were the first actual official team. I was actually at the first game. I have like the you know the the ticket mounted and stuff like that. We've been fans for a long time, and it's just it's it's bonkers that. It, that even happened but again thank you thank you thank you thank you also oh, yeah. um you also sure. co-run supporter supply which is like half my back wall <laughs> it's like I, got, yeah. I got to save the crew and then the 90s kit was just like immediate yeah supporter supply is uh myself and kevin glenn and uh shikanth Meka and mike coon there are four of us that that co-own supporter supply uh i i sincerely doubt that anybody in the crew universe doesn't know who we are but in case you don't we're a local apparel company and uh we live by the ethos of make cool stuff you know when in doubt make cool stuff and uh and uh, we're trying to like you know have a business that can be sustainable and you know profitable and still like support the causes that we care about and and make cool stuff for the people that we love and and it's been a journey and it hasn't been easy. Uh, but I think that we're like turning a corner towards like an ethos or an existence. Um, so, you know, there've been moments where I feel like we've flown too close to the sun. You know how yeah, like yeah, yeah. startups work where like, if you make like a really big move monetarily or, or invest your time and energy into something and it doesn't work, like it can, that could be it, but, uh, we're still here. And, um, we would love if if people uh, patronized us and um, if anybody has any ideas, please feel free to run them by us and Kevin will make any t-shirt that you want. And I'll be very upset about all of those t-shirts <laughs> I mean, because they won't sell because <laughs> none of those ideas are good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, at this point I, we were talking off, uh, off air about this, but l- literally my wife checked her bank account and she's like, you have this reoccurring payment to supporters apply on the credit card. It says reoccurring payment. I'm like, they keep coming out with awesome stuff. Actually, you don't <laughs> understand. I was like, their shirts are so complex. <laughs> You snake. Yeah. <laughs> but it, That's right. yeah, I mean the absolute, the, uh, the latest releases with the, uh, the basketball jerseys, which you have on right now are absolute bangers. Uh, I bought the, uh, black and gold and the white one, like 
not even thinking about it. I was like, nope, gotta have it. Dude, it's, I mean, like, you bought both of them. <laughs> they're, they're the most comfortable. Like, listen, man, I'm a basketball enthusiast, including like basketball jerseys. And like, I, I had to, we had to get the fit and the style of this jersey right. And I feel like we nailed it. And I will be, I'll be honest in saying that like, there, we have some misses. Like, the, you know, like, there's a whole hey, y'all, you know, thing yeah. that we've done. Like, that t shirt did not sell. Did they we start? A did they start inventory. a chant for that? I saw that online, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, they tried to do a chant." I was like, eh, "I don't think." Yeah, probably not going to work. Yeah, probably. Not gonna work. I stopped caring about chants like twelve years ago, man. Yeah. So I, I, don't, Cappy, I don't really participate in them. Cappy kits were nice, though. Yeah, yeah. The Cappy kits are god. The Pride kits that just came out are the most comfortable thing. They're we've tight. Ever done. Those are sweet. Tomorrow, which is, or maybe I guess if you're listening on your iPhones, it's Tuesday and it's today. We're coming out with a new USA jersey. It's sweet. Yeah. It, I think we'll probably drop this Wednesday because I don't have a lot of free time. Wednesday. Right? Yeah. Of course. If I say Tuesday, I meant Wednesday. <laughs> what is time? But yeah, supportersupply.co. Uh, feel free to check us out and uh, go crew. Yeah. And use the upper 90 boys with a Z code for free shipping. <laughs> with the Z. Don't forget that Z, fellas. Yeah, not going to get free shipping without that Z? All right. That's well, right. uh well, again, thanks for thanks for coming on in such short notice. I emailed him today, and he was totally like all on it. I just really appreciate it. Um, last plug: there before. isn't a crappy crew podcast that I won't participate in. Yes, thank you. I've been saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like he's got to come on. I mean, we have like no one that listens. Yeah. My dad is the only person, and it's on YouTube only. So like, you'll yeah. figure it out. I feel comfortable. It feels like Aces Radio. I know no one's going to listen to it. I can't make a fool of it. Hey, so. we listen to Aces Radio. <laughs> And it's hilarious. And I totally get it. And I agree with everybody online. The monthly thing, it's a little too long. I mean, we do it every week. And Dude, it should it's be... so much better. Oh, I, I'm sure. I, <laughs> I remember I when I stopped doing it, like, I don't know, uh, four years ago. Um, I Because I we had been doing it every week for years. And I was like, I can't continue this. It's too much work. 100%. Because we put on like a show. Yeah. Like, you know, like we did it in Endeavor. Like people would come. Like we had to like set up props. And it was, just, yeah. I was like, I can't continue this. It's too much work for no, for literally no yeah, conversation. Nothing. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And then the pandemic happened and I was like, you know, what if we just do like a show a couple times a year? And Darby and John and Alex were like, yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, no, actually, this is fun now. Yeah. We should we should start. It's again. like way less pressure, like absolutely no pressure. So much yeah. less. Pressure. Uh, jokes yeah. on you though, because what you do is you do what we do and don't have any friends except for us, and then it's like our one night out where we like hang out with friends, like via Zoom, and it's oh, just hundred like, percent. We're just like, hey, every week, cool. Because I mean, on the weekends, when I when I was on when I was on Massive Report like ten years ago, uh, that was like I always said we're not doing a podcast. You guys are just eating whatever you want for dinner, and your wives can't tell you no. Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole premise is everyone would show up to Hendocks and just start just cramming Chinese food in their mouth. I'm like, are we ever going to talk about the crew or are you guys just going to eat bad food? Yeah. Well, we already had bad food so we can hop right into the crew. All right. So, all right, man, let's do it. Uh, Chicago. Uh, Haj, you want to hit us with the lineup? What are the, uh, what are we missing here? What's going on? Yeah, so it was a little bit different this time around due to injuries. Uh, we had, well, I was going to say we had Cucho up top, but really we had three people up top rotating. Cucho, Zellerion, and Ramirez up top. Uh, all three rotating, playing all three positions, essentially. Uh, then Yaboa, Morris, Nagby, and Farsi. 
Amundsen starting as the left center back, Marrera in the middle, and Zawadski at right center back with Schulte in goal. Cool. Um, good to have Farsi back. Uh, mm-hmm. Missed last week. And uh, is this Zawadski's first start as a center no, back? He started, he, last, he started last game. He started last game. Yeah. Okay. So, so no surprises, right? Um, I, the back three is interesting. I mean, we're, we're, we're sticking with what's working, which I don't really mind. Uh, having Farsi back was great, but I kind of liked Arston out there. I, I kind of liked him being a, a left-footed right winger that gets up and down and uh, like cuts in. Yeah, but I think if, if Farsi's healthy, it's always going to be a Farsi. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at, at this point, I think he's Nancy's going to stay with him until, um, until he needs to make a switch for for some reason. But yeah, I mean, the beginning of this game was I don't know back and forth. Like Amundsen picked up the the yellow, like super um, early on. Yeah, gross. And was that legit? <laughs> I feel like that was like kind of yeah. Because uh, uh, I, t- I texted you guys in the thread. Yeah. I'm like, that was kind of yes. ridiculous. Oh, he right? raked him from like the middle of yeah, the back him. of the knee down to his ankle. Like it was border. Yeah. I mean, like letter of the law, that might be a red. It could have that been. they checked, didn't they? They checked right after that. They're like, we're checking to see if that's a red. And I was like, oh god. Yeah, losing yeah. another quote unquote center back that's not a center back would have just been like. All right, put Cucho in left fullback. Like, <laughs> let's just have fun. Uh, okay, cool, good game. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the beginning was not great. I just felt like we weren't up for it. I mean, it's hard to play in front of like seven fans. I get that, but it <laughs> it, it just seemed like and 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 Mark was there because Mark's from Chicago. The guy that um, lives runs in Chicago. Pod. Yeah, so. It, it just, yeah, it, it seemed kind of back and forth. It wasn't great. I wasn't like terribly stoked. Neither team had that, like, much going on in the first half. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago had a couple chances. We had a few late in the first half. I feel like in general, a lot of Chicago's chances, they ended up calling offside. So like watching it, it was really stressful because it felt like they had a good effort and Schulte made a save or two and then it would get called back for offside. I think that happened at least three times in the game. Yeah, yeah, I did have a moment early when when Kai put that that kind of half volley up over the, the top of the bar. I just I was like, "Yep, here comes the Kai Kamara goal." Yeah, here's what we all it. feared. And he got the fact that he got that shot off was silly. Like that 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 volley in the air that he turned on. My God. Yeah, popped like it he's up. He's hundred yeah. years old. He's still doing that. <laughs> like he's gonna be he's gonna be good forever. Like he's never gonna. He will only retire when he feels like. I don't want to do this every day anymore. Practice kind no, of. No, he's going to retire when he play when he has played for every team in the league. Dude, like as soon as he's the, played for every team, he's like, and I'm done. Yeah. He is like, the yeah. MLS Zlatan. That's what he is. Yeah, he's like, a Lord he's of the just Rings. Just going to keep playing. Like, he's never like, going to die. That's why Garber keeps expanding to different teams, so Kai will never leave. <laughs> <laughs> he's just really good friends with Kai. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, don't don't leave. You got to play for this team. San Diego. Yeah. You play for Chicago yet? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that being said, yeah, the, the backline offside thing there, it's interesting because there's two things about that is one is Schulte has made, was making really good saves, even though they were offside. Yeah. Schulte was like one-on-one. It, he's getting better and better at being like a, a like, like a shot stopping. It, it's making me, did he also make that save on Kai? The, the diving save to his left. Yep. He did. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that was good. 
Well, and then yeah, I mean, Schulte, Schulte had a really good game. And by the 27th minute, we had Zawadzki pick up his yellow. So two of our three center backs had yellow cards by the 27th minute. Yeah. I mean, that's typically by design the way we play, but ah, boy. Um, uh, that that one was a was a I don't know. He he went in, took him out. It, it is what it is. It wasn't a count. It wasn't a counter. I don't know. I thought that one was soft. It was enough for them to call it, but whatever. Nah. I mean, I tell you what, he played pretty great. He has been playing really great as a. Oh, I, I like the fact that he actually went in and made the tackle and committed to it versus the other yeah. previous defender who just kind of sat back and ran in the other way. Yeah, and the fact that he's able to play with his feet, I think, is kind of the underlying theme of the entire back line right now is that Amundsen plays really well with the ball at his foot, so does Zawatsky. So we don't have the issues that we had with like Quinton or even Baisia at times where they kind of panic the we were able to get out of like the things. But again, for two guys who aren't playing in a back three, holding that line and allowing them to be offside is a very hard thing to do. So like cheers to those three who were just like thrown into the fire like you play this position now and you play this position. Like their positioning was very good, even if Chicago's kind of terrible. So, yeah, I mean, first half, not a lot to note. Um, do you guys just want to like cruise on through anything, Morgan, on the first half that you saw that we we're missing? No, it seemed to me like a game where both teams were kind of like, especially Columbus was like, no, you make a mistake. No, you make a mistake. No, yeah. you make a mistake. No, we'll both make mistakes. No, everyone will make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into that. But they were consistent. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah. we'll give up the ball in the middle. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we will give a ball in the middle. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it There was just like not a whole lot. It just kind of seemed like it was bizarre. It was a very it, – to me, it just seemed like they weren't terribly up for it. So we go into half. What was that, 0-0? Zero, 0-0 zero? Zero, zero possession was just about even. I think our first shot on goal might have been the Zellerion shot at 45 plus one. Uh, so that Which was kind of weird. well, but it was right into the, you know – yeah. 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 The stomach of the keeper. Interesting. So they, so Chicago also plays a three, four, three. So they play the way we play. And their fans are not happy about it because they played that four, well, two, three, one, and they switched to three, four, three. And it's apparently not, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, Chicago has not been good in 15 years. So no. <laughs> yeah. they keep moving stadiums. They're like, well, maybe we'll how, go back to how Chicago. Can that, how can that team be so bad? It for doesn't so make long? any sense. Well, and hey, we're going to play NYCFC, and that doesn't make sense. And also, the Galaxy doesn't make sense. Up until this game, they hadn't lost at home. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers of how many of those were draws, but yeah, uh, I it's a porter. Uh, it's, I feel it like it's like a three, thing. three, three, and three oh and six or something like that. And I think three, three, one, six ties. Their current coach, Frank Klop, Klopas, uh, he took over like a month ago, so he's had yeah. three wins, three draws, three losses going into this game. So. That's not terrible. Kind of a weird position to be in. I mean, Frank Klopas could lead Chicago to no victories for the rest of the year. He would only be demoted to assistant coach again. And then the next time that somebody gets fired, he will be promoted again. He is like, there's something about him where like, uh, like, you know how like in weekend at Bernie's like the, like Bernie can only move when like the song is being played or whatever. Like, Frank Klopas is a corpse that can only be alive like if he's employed by the <laughs> Chicago Fire and he's been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. More power to him. And who was who, Yeah, I mean, he probably has real estate in Chicago. 100%. Or where I mean, where were they at before? What was it? Bridgeview Stadium. I went to 
Yeah, Brid- yeah. I went to I went to that stadium. It was, uh, dude. It was. I mean, you take the L out. So we took it all the way out till it stopped, and then we had to take an Uber to the stadium, and it mm-hmm. was just like, it was like Westerville. It was Bridgeview so is great weird. for tailgating like, for away fans. Mm-hmm. For a home fan, I'm, I'm it, sure I mean, it wasn't it. bad. So, so you've been there. So you know, like each corner of the stadium had a different like uh, nationality. So like one had like Spanish food, one had like German food with German beer. So each corner of the stadium had a different like food pairing with a beer. I thought that was kind of cool, but I mean, I was just there to watch Tottenham play Chicago and, Mm. you know, kind of either way, but um, let's go ahead and tackle the second half here. When we come back, Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right trap. Sorry. I'm here for business. Discord. It's discord. It's discord. It's discord. Echo. Discord.gg slash crew96. That's discord.gg slash crew96. Join today. And we're back. Again, thank you, Morgan, for being here. Thank mm-hmm. you, Haas, for being here, Trey. I can go either way. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. So let's get into the second half. Uh, no subs at half, but we came out swinging. Um, whatever Nancy said in the in the dressing room, he's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Like, we'll go ahead and just, just, let's just play how we used to play. I always, I hate to like bring things back to basketball all the time, but it's like the only sport that I truly understand. Uh, so like, I, I always think like the, like the, the true way to like judge a coach in their like, I don't know, like, you know how like some, like I would describe Greg Berhalter when he was with the crew as like a, like an organizational manager. Like he was so good at building up systems and putting the right people in the right departments. And that isn't to say that he wasn't a good soccer mind. He certainly forgets more on a daily basis than I will ever know. However, like I like to see guys like Wilford Nancy that are capable of in basketball, it's coming out of a timeout. Like, what is your inbounds play? Like, you've watched this other mm-hmm. team do whatever they're going to do now, coming out of halftime, coming out of a timeout. How do you have your guys respond to it? And can you get them to respond? And it was very clear coming out of this this first half into the second half, Wilford Nancy had done something, said something, empowered someone to do something or say something in the locker room that totally completely changed the not just the hashtag vibes, but the performance. And and yeah. it got us three points. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, it, the rest of the game was just like I feel like he just went in there. It's like guys, it's Chicago, and they're like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. We're playing Chicago. And he's like, and if that's what it took, up. like man, good for him. He figured it out. If I don't yeah. care if he was drawing something on a board or if he was just like, hey guys, stop it or start it or don't <laughs> yeah. do whatever he said, like. I just continue to be impressed by him. He seems like a really good player coach. Like he, he seems to, everybody enjoys playing with him. That's always, that that was when he got, so we hopped on here with a, uh, a Montreal podcast and they were like, yeah, the general consensus is we all loved him because we loved him. And then the players loved playing for him. So that made us love him more. And I'm like, wow. I was like, we, we don't, we haven't really had that in a grip. Like we haven't had it in a while. And it's interesting. He he, you know, plays with the uh, th- that's that lineup right there, especially with the back three the way they are. They're just like he's like, hey, have fun, like go out there and we. I know you can do. Yeah, good I mean, soccer. about the last coach that we even would resemble that would be Siggy. Yeah, I mean, that was the last person who you could tell that the players wanted to go out there and fight for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Greg, no, that's Chris, right, no. Borzija, no. And that was so Every short. Every coach has their guys, but like, it doesn't, it didn't feel like, yeah. uh, I mean, like Bailey Johnson yeah. wrote a, an article in the dispatch, a whole article 
in the dispatch earlier this year about the players are smiling at practice. Like it was mm-hmm. so rare that a beat writer noticed it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go through the first goal. So when was it and how did it happen? So yeah, 59th minute goal credited to Cucho, although it seemed like it maybe could oh, have been come called on. the known goal. I don't I don't they they were talking about it at least the national broadcast, not the crew broadcast. And speaking of which, if anyone watches from home yeah. when it's a Joel. home game, flip that thing over to the local broadcast. So much better. Um Yeah, it's they're so bad. Jeez. Amundsen wins the ball in our offensive half, finds Nagby on the left side with him. Nagby turns to find Cucho moving to space in the middle of the field. He takes a touch or two, rips a shot from 30, 35 yards out, and it deflects off Navarro uh, and goes to the right of the net while their goalie, Richie, is moving to the left, um, which makes eight straight matches with a goal contribution for Cucho. Uh, setting the team record, I believe, tying or setting the team record. I think it tied the team record. Nonetheless, is it or did he? Does anybody know off the tied. top of your head? It's uh, him, tied Jeff Cunningham and Lucas. Now they all have done it and had done that in eight straight games. So when he scores or assists in uh, Yankee Stadium on Saturday, he will own it. Yeah, when he hits that ground rule double in Yankee Stadium. Uh, it, yeah. It could have been credited. At, I mean, I, I think it's if you strike it and it deflects, or if it's like a cross and it goes in, they call it as an own goal. But if it's if it's intended as a shot on goal, like consecutively, if, if it bounces off somebody, they credit the the striker, which should be. I mean, that's part of the that's part of the gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I we deserved it. I mean, we were just absolutely hammering them that you know the entire half. I mean, it was just like. Like I told, like I said earlier, I, I texted everybody. I'm like, it's coming, it's coming. And then once it happened, I was like, awesome, cool. Goes to the corner, yeah. pretty calm celebration. Multiple drinks thrown at the whole team in the corner. Didn't Ooh. catch it, didn't drink yeah. it. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> it's because it was already turned over by the time it was, seemed like it was from I think a it was cup. mostly ice. There was a second shot where it was all liquid pouring down on him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was maybe ice it was champagne. No, it's Chicago. It's not champagne. It was Malort. Well, freaking. Yeah, it was Malort. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, I think we continue to to play well. I think we continue to, to dominate. Usually, the Nazi system produces another goal within the first like ten or fifteen minutes after that goal, um, and it didn't happen. And I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, as the game always creeps on, I always get kind of scared. Like it's that Porter syndrome where I'm just like, I think a lot of that could be attributed to the fact of they did five subs between the 63rd and the 80th. Um, So there was a lot of changes that were happening. And I think Nazi was doing a good job of adjusting the team in the lineup to accommodate what they were playing against. Um. So I didn't think we were playing bad um, through that second half up until um, I'm trying to think. Jeez, he scored in like what the 88th minute? Yeah, Shakiri. Yeah, I mean we still own possession for most so, of the second half. They had a little bit here and there, but even after the goal, we still had the majority of it. While they had a few chances here or there, but again. I feel like the couple that they had were offside, called back. Zawadzki chased down, I can't remember who it was, even though he was offside, and then still made this, the save to 
kick it out the end line. Uh, and then they called it offside. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, and I actually kind of want to get Morgan's take on this. So we've talked about this before. I'm sure you guys have talked about it on Aces, but um, so they make, he makes two subs in the 63rd, uh, the other team. Uh, then they make, you know, two more. And it, it just seems like they, we always go up and then they make tactical changes. And it seems like Nancy always takes a little too much time to make changes. I mean, we only had two subs in this game, one in the 80th, one in the 90th. And it seems to be like, that's what's your take on that? Like, how do you feel about I'm not mean, even... the results kind of stand, but also like, I feel like sometimes. Well, I mean, like how many, where's the quality on the bench? You know, like, I guess, I guess my question would be like, I guess my response would be if we were a full strength squad uh, and you had guys on the bench that otherwise are starting now, if, if my son, Sean Zawadzki was on the bench instead of, you know, having played the last 180 minutes at a position he didn't even, you know, know how to play two weeks ago, that is really indicative of like what you have available to you. Uh, And I don't know, like, as much as I love seeing crew two play, I don't really like, I, I'm never li- really like thirsty to, to, to see any of them outside of Jason Russell Rowe, you know, on the first team. So I, yeah, I don't know. Like sure. it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know you in coaching when you, I think when you, when you decide to make an adjustment, whether it's like in game or in personnel or, or whatever, it's, if if you do nothing and it works, you look like a genius who who stood their ground for the right reasons. If you bring somebody in and they immediately just just eat eat it, you look like an idiot. And uh, I, I think that <laughs> I think that Phil Quentin uh, has uh, has uh, has made Wilford Nancy uh, say, "I subbed at halftime two games ago. I'm never subbing again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting to bring that up. So like my question, this is kind of for everybody, but we can start with Morgan again. But like, so it's 87th minute or something like that. And uh, he had, uh, Nancy had said earlier, like, hey, man, like, uh, I just learned this term. You know, what was it? What was the term he said? Uh, Street smarts. Street smarts. Yeah. So it's like the end of the game and I'm looking at the bench going, all right, man, maybe we just sub in somebody for like, you know, you know, like Ramirez and then put in Quentin and then just put him in the back to add an extra body just to, just to finish out the game. Cause you know, some coaches do that. Is that a bad call? Yes. Cause Caleb Porter, that's his only move. Yeah. Put in, if we're up a goal, put in 11 center backs and (laughs) you know, it'd be nice to have 11 center backs. It just like let them ping the ball at you. And you know, it, it didn't work. It never worked. Yeah, we got a lot of time. And so, no. Anything that Caleb yeah. Porter would have done, I think, is objectively the wrong call. Yeah. Well, like a Seinfeld ben, thing. T- yeah. To be like, fair, I, we I, really I, only had one sub in this game. Russell Rowe came in in the 90... It was after what? our second... The 96th minute? Like, that doesn't even count. So, Matan coming in for Ramirez was really it. And I really yeah. think Russell Rowe only came in, A, as a time waste, and then B, to get Lucas off so he didn't get injured... Or pick up another some yellow. yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, all right. So maybe, maybe Quentin was the, uh, is a bad call, but maybe Parente in the Quentin's middle, clog the middle call. so they can't do it. You but know, like, what, no, you, who is he? Buddy. Like, what, I don't know. What's that getting you? It just seems like if you're bringing in a body for body's sake, like, that's probably not the best move. If you have a guy who, who really adds to it, like, if, if you're, if you're looking at a guy in the bench and you're like, he easily could have started, it was a tough call whether to keep him on the bench or start him. Yeah. I could see bringing that dude in, in the 65th and being like, 
get out there and play these 30 like you were going to play 90 like give it don't leave anything you know let's let's i want you to be sure. the, the catalyst for finishing this off but if you look down at your bench and you're like yeah these dudes could start an mls next pro but you know it doesn't it's not it, there wasn't anybody on that bench where you look at him maybe outside of maton and go that guy needs to play today yeah for sure all right fair yeah uh, you know fine yeah i fine, think maybe fine, fine. maybe if you're chasing if you're chasing the game maybe because you've got guys more offensive in parente and arfston um arfston and matan coming in and like maybe provide you a little bit more spark but i think you got your most solid defensive players like not defensive players but offensively talented defensive we have our players out there. decent yeah, you have your some... best players on the field and the yeah, guys coming on are not weird. gonna fix that so Unfortunately, that's where we're at until at least July. I mean, yeah, July 5th. we'll see what this other fella can do. Yeah, um, we'll talk about him in a second. Kind of crazy that we're in playoff uh, positioning with all that's happened and, and the lack of options that we have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I always say, like, extend grace on this team. Like, yeah, you know, extend grace on Nancy, extend grace on some of these guys, especially, like, you know, it, it's been wonderful seeing Amundsen come in and, and Zawat- Zawatsky's you know, not only your son, but also like just an awesome like addition to the team that where he can, he's just kind of a plug and play. It's like, I just picture him sitting down with Nancy being and Nancy being like, listen, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I need you at right back. And he's like, done. Done. Sweet. Well, and And he's played awesome. The fact that Amundsen, they got him at the deadline, like last second. Mm -hmm. And he's come, he's filled in great, uh, played out on the wing and as the left center back. So yeah, I'd still like to. I still was Sands, man. Sands was, he was doing some things, and I think he was a left center back, or he was a left back, also, right? Prior mm-hmm. to this, he wasn't yeah. like a left winger, like a Correct. left back. Amundsen, yeah, converted. I mean, left wing back is totally his spot. Um, all right, well, talk us through Chicago's goal. 88th minute, <sighs> the crew turns the ball over at midfield, uh, trying to get the ball to Lucas. Torres brings the ball uh, forward to find Navarro. Out on the left, who plays the ball into the box where Shakiri has found space as Zawadski loses him a little bit. And Shakiri first times it with his left foot past Schulte. His first goal of the season. And wow, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a $10 million goal. And he was it, he was kind of making a run and then he slowed his run and Zawadski kept going a little bit. And uh you know Marrera and Amundsen were trying to cover I can't think of the big guys names that they had brought in in the back uh Shabilko and yeah and that guy's good yeah and they're big and guys he, so and Hebers and Hebers yeah. is good too team Tuckett was in there that guy the, the, who was that guy which what which guy was Kutsios, that the the Greek guy Apparently he's yeah like 18 or something 19. He is, yeah he's young well, yeah he's a gossip girl like uh, yeah, dude that guy that guy looked miserable Sorry, Morgan. I have a big thing against guys that tuck their shirts in. I, yeah. I'm personally at least on on the soccer that. on the yeah. soccer. Yeah, yeah. Morgan's yeah. tucked. He's tucked in his jersey right now. <laughs> yeah, 100 into his underwear. <laughs> the, but you yeah. know, the only thing the only thing on the school that I am curious about, and we've seen it a couple of times when the crew is trying to defend a, a cross, and you have three of them. The three center backs are all getting sucked to the goal. And they leave that space in between them and the top of the eighteen open for players to run into. We have they've scored so many goals yes. in that gap. Aiden was trying and to I, get back. He was just and it's he yeah, was. And I'm not 
putting it on a single person. I just this is kind of a pattern that we've seen. Oh, it was my son that vacated that space. That was don't that you was, talk about your yeah. son like that. That was purely on me and Carol's son, Sean Zawatsky. We raised yeah. him better than that. She's I don't know if that's Sean's so, name. I'm just guessing. It's got to be Carol. How old is he? It's got to be Carol. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's just the spacing between the three center backs in our two six slash eights and the space, it, the, the, that spacing has always been trouble in those counter situations because we, we, we push so many guys up and like, you know, Nagmi is not the quickest Morris is also not the fastest. So like in that counter situation, if they're out of position, I, I mean, a, a proper, a proper number 10 or number eight for another team is going to be just as fast as our, you know, they're going to be able to outrun or at least keep up with them. So well, and Morris, that space has constantly been a Morris was us. up towards half field where he was involved with losing the ball, but the ball was bouncing all over the place. It's not like on him, but that's how it played out. For sure. Yeah. I mean, first goal of the season for Shakiri, man, what a flop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how much they spend on him. I, yeah. Was it? Isn't he like the fourth highest paid? He's the second highest paid player in MLS. Yeah. It's up there, behind yeah. Insignia or whatever his name is in Toronto. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't spend a bunch uh, of money on and, until our fun, fun short Argentinian friend comes to uh, Miami. This is yeah. All we'll get to that. All right. Well, hey, quickly the, though, you know. It, yeah, go ahead. We turned it around quick and tried to put it, put one in, in just after stoppage time started. Uh, but Kucho was slightly off when he played the ball into Matan, who beat two defenders. Allegedly, don't. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I, I, I asked I asked Trey that earlier today, and I meant to look it up, but I I got really busy at work. I I, I think when the ball is actually played, he's on side. Yeah, whatever. I, I think the, it bounces off. Whatever the call off. was, it was yeah. not going to get overturned. Yeah, that's yeah, the problem. That, that is the constant problem with the the VAR stuff. It's like, oh, if, if it's called on the field, it has to be clear and obvious. And I was like, okay, well, it's not clear and obvious, but man, this is the second game in a row where they called Kucho offside and he wasn't. It just, he was just. It was very close. As yeah, close as yeah. some of their, at least one of theirs also was, but they didn't score on it. Yeah. And Matan's finish was great. The ball in was great. Like, you know, credit to Nancy for being like, I'm going to put Matan in. You got 10 minutes and he made an impact immediately. Like he put the ball in the back of the net. And I was just like, yeah, like that. I, I thought that was it. And then they called it off and I was like, man, it's. I was worried about his knee there laying in the goal in the net. Yeah, I thought for, I was like, we can't lose another guy. This is like the 12th person. Well, and he's <laughs> already been hurt recently. I don't think it's been his knee, but uh, yeah. he was up running good at the end yeah. of the game. Seemingly. Yeah. So the yeah, towards the end of the game, I was like, okay, one, one, it just, it's, it just, it just bothers me that we keep dropping points to teams that are less than us. I, I guess that's, you know, like we're not, we're not playing super awesome. We're not, you know, we're not one of the best teams. We're not Nashville. We're not, you know, you know, but I just hate dropping points to like the Red Bulls and like, you know, teams that we should not be dropping points to. But I was like, all right, one, one point on the road, it's fine. And then in comes the goal of the century, which is what everyone on the internet is saying. 90 plus three. Morris intercepts a pass in Chicago's offensive half. 
and I I was wanted to throw this out there. Was it deflected towards Zellerion, or yeah. was it purposely played no, it in that deflected. direction? Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, it played off his thigh. It went perfectly into the path of Zellerion, right around the center circle. As he's running to the ball, trying to beat Chicago to it, you can see him take a quick look up. He spots Richie, Chicago's goalie, out of position, and shoots it with his right foot with his first touch up and over the keeper. Goal, Man, goal of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, why is it even? Why, I mean, why is it even talked about? Like, I woke up the next day and I opened Twitter, and it was just like literally the same thing over and over. You know, granted, I posted the exact same thing that everybody posted, but I was just like, Haha, look at the keeper like jump the other way. It was hilarious. Uh, the best part was the Spanish call on that. It was great. Was one of the yeah. And like gave me chills. I was just like, oh, ha, 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 I just meal. Oh man. It's stuff. It's stuff that doesn't, you know, like the, to me, stuff that happens that you see in like, you know, the 10 greatest sports highlights of 2022, your teams are never in that, you know, no. they're right. Like my yeah. teams are never in that. I think about like the 2007 Ohio state Xavier game in the NCAA tournament where like, you know, like we, you know, we were, we were uh, down two. Uh, I'm sorry. We were down one. No, you're down two. Guy goes to the free throw line with like two seconds left. Could could ice it with two free throws. Misses the second one. It's halfway down. It comes out. No timeouts. Mike Conley brings the ball up. Like hits a streaking Ron Lewis, and he hits basically like a a shot just pure as the driven snow. Like from midway between three point arc and 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 mid court. And it's just like I, I remember like to send it to overtime and I'm like, this never happens to my team. <laughs> oh my God. This is the greatest day of my life. And to like, yep. to watch your favorite team with like a generational talent, do some magic stuff at, at half field with the last kick of the game against your historical rival on the road to send their fan base like back into the streets of the crippling poverty city. Sad. <laughs> yeah. That just never happens to my team, to your team, to our team. And it yeah. happened. And I had to take I, my pants off and run down Summit Street. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Black Liquid. I got arrested. But yeah, totally. Yeah. Second no, time it, doing it too. Yeah. So it, and I, I don't even think he took a touch, right? Like he let it like play out in front of him and he didn't yeah. take and a it touch was right he before just struck it. it would have been blocked. Like, Oh, yeah, he immediately so started running and like took off his Jersey and like turned it around. And was like, just like messy. He knows. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, the, uh, the, the I'm assuming since the Messi was absolutely hilarious. The Argentinian, like, oh, here's your Argentinian. Yeah, he knows. I, I'm assuming I'm he, it. it was a total. He was it, like an appreciative, like shout out to Messi. That's kind of what I took. Yeah, from it. probably. Hey, I was I'm hoping first. it wasn't him. Who cares? It was awesome. <laughs> it like, was awesome. You know, whatever. It was pure, it, unadulterated, it, like you know, like uncut, raw filth. Like it yeah, was just. Yeah. God, can you imagine being a fire fan? 15 years of being garbage. <laughs> and for that kind of thing, of course, it could only happen against them. You know, like yeah. that's just, I mean, it's the not just doing it, but doing it on the last kick of the game because you're tired. Otherwise, I would have maybe dribbled and attacked, but I was tired. Yeah. So I yep. finished it from 75 yards. Let's go home. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was at Myrtle Beach with my family Humble in a timeshare watching, watching on an iPad. <laughs> 
in in the in a room secluded because no one else wanted to watch and none of them other than my wife who was there are around me when i watch crew games and how i react and freak out about things and i'm pretty sure they were a little concerned when they started hearing the screaming from the other room <laughs> i just i just started giggling like a little baby i was like <laughs> like i couldn't believe what i saw i was like well that makes sense i was doing yeah. the nazi clap and going <laughs> man them panning over to him with his arms out i love it he's fantastic it, it, man what a what yeah it's Have just, you ever seen a dunk contest where like someone will do something so insane that like half of the guys just get up off the bench and like just walk to the locker room, yeah. and, and, then, yeah. and then they're, they're kind of like brought back and they're like, "I'm not, I can't even be here for this." That's that's yeah. what I did. I can't believe I saw that with my eyes. I took my shirt off and walked out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think th- yeah, that has to be the response where it's just like it's. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, "Okay, cool." It's never going to happen again. It's you, yeah, you will no. never see that happen again. It will never it, happen to us. It was again. inside no, of our well, own half. Like, yeah. Yeah, bonkers. The, the context of it being, you know, tie game after just giving up a goal to win the game in stoppage time is yeah. what is like the icing on the cake to that. It's never going to happen like, again. That's no. just so, it's so insane. That type, no, that type of goal is like, I hate to say it, but like a lot of times you see the half field shots and you're like, yeah, I mean it's good, but you know, like, okay, how hard is it to kick it from half field? Hard. Yeah, it's very really hard. hard. It's really hard. Swivel on it and everything. Yeah, yeah, but like, like to the outsider, it just is like, yeah, I mean, he kicked it really far, like that. It's like, no, 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 that is insanely hard to do in the middle of a game when the ball just kind of comes to you and you just rip a shot. Like, had the keeper off. looking the wrong way. It was oh, that was it was. That's great. what I posted. I just put I just, posted the keeper looking like jumping I, the other way like Ha-ha! i would have loved to just hear that that i wanted to deflate. oh god yeah no okay so uh yeah end of the game that was it and it was just yeah. like it, they called it like right after that and it was just like um before we move on i, I want to take a break here in a second but what morgan was talking about earlier was the crew posted a video of like after the game and went behind the stadium and they were walking back to the locker room and Nagby comes up and talks to Zelly and Zelly is like, I, the only reason why I kicked it is because I was so tired. And he kept saying like, I'm just so, I was so tired. I didn't want to run. So I just kicked it. And it's just Nagby like cracking up and like slapping him on the chest and just like, it, it's your captain talking to like your other captain essentially of the team and just I know being like we've all been away games here uh on the panel but like yeah if there are people listening that haven't been to an away game here's how it usually works you lose yeah, M- yeah. mls is home yeah. team fc you know you lose yeah. away games you lose those games right yep. regardless of whether you're good or they're bad or it doesn't it doesn't really matter you you almost never leave away games as a traveling fan happy or you get a and, draw luckily and it feels like a win that best case right. scenario Cincinnati last year, great example of that. But you oh, usually yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah. You usually leave with your head hung. Yeah, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for having us. You know, to be able to be able to leave an away game having won is so rare, and it's so much. It, it's it's a very unique feeling as a, for a sports fan to travel to someone else's place and to beat them in soccer in MLS. To Especially do it, beating them that way. To do it in yeah. that capacity against a team that is like historically your rival. For you the know, second, you remember all those second years, year in a row for Chicago, to- too. totally. All those years of them coming <laughs> coming here and calling it Firehouse East, and just like, just like the the history we have with with 
you know, section, section eight or whatever they're called. And I just section like, Latino. <laughs> section, yeah, it just got no, it. Section eight was right. Yeah. And just like to do it there, <laughs> mm, I wasn't there, but I can't like, I'm so, yeah, I was going to ask if you were there. I'm so happy for the three one, three, one crew people. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. Cause they there plan all year for this man. Like, and there were a few years in a row where it was like Wednesday games, Thursday games yeah, to have yeah. a Saturday night game where they get all their, all their sisters and brothers to come in from Columbus and, and to, to win in that way, to get to go back to Greystone and drink the night away as victors on this silliest, most absurd smoke in the history of crew soccer. Like, Oh man. Oof. Like line me up a couple shots on the Lord's boy. I'm in. I'm all for it. All right. Well, we are going to take a break and then we're going to come back and uh, give predictions, talk about um, the New York Yankees. We're going to talk about our new signing and we are going to talk about Messi very briefly. Sorry, way. All right. We'll be right, Trap. This episode of the Upper 90 Club is brought to you, as always, by Supporter Supply Company. Hi, friends. This is your good pal, Morgan Hughes, here to talk to you about a serious issue facing 96% of all crew supporters in Columbus. Why, not enough free shipping, of course. For a limited time, now through the eventual heat death of the universe, Upper 90 Club listeners can use the promo code UPPER90BOYS. That's boys with a Z on the end of it. And check out for free delivery on absolutely any order over $10. But Morgan, what if I order $10 worth of stickers or those goddamned buttons or some other combination of small items that make you want to kill yourself? Will the free shipping still apply then, even as you curse our family while you package up our little tiny annoying ass order for us? <laughs> of course it will. That's just how much we here at Supporter Supply value our friends at the Upper 90 Club. So head on over to supportersupply.co and use the promo code UPPER90BOYS, that's boys with a Z, at checkout for free shipping on all your orders over $10. And don't forget to tell them that your friends at the Upper 90 Club sent you. And we're back. Before we move on to the New York Yankees, um, Haas won't be quiet about touching on the match day stuff. So... Oz, why don't you tell us who made the match day team and who was snubbed? Just a quick mention, bench of the match day, Aiden Morris and Cucho were named to it, and Zellerion got no mentions, even after his heroics. He did get goal of the match day, and last when I voted did on he Twitter, win it? he was like 67% to like 12 was the other highest, so he probably won it. From what I understand, this actual match day, there was a lot of... Um, there were really some good solid goals. performances, especially really in that that number ten. That's like uh, the striker and like midfield, like areas. So. Loved seeing Houston dominate uh, LAFC. Yeah, that was shocking. What was that? Four zero. Yeah, Ache Ache also had a great game, from what I understand. So let's get into. All right, so we had so Way gave us a shout, and he wanted us to talk. And we're going to talk quickly about this because I don't want to spend too much time on it. Is the Messi coming to the MLS now? Coming to America. Yeah. So he declined Barcelona. Um, fair play to him for not going to Oil Town, you Oil Town, wherever Oils. Europe. Yeah. Um, he is coming. It was a clause in his contract. He's coming to Miami. Sure. Um, what does everybody think about? you know, Messi coming to the MLS. The problem, I think we, we, I kind of want to say this before we start talking about this is that it's a single entity. So, um, every team and every player is kind of paying into Messi coming to the MLS. 
So that kind of puts a spin on things. So it's not just Beckham dropping, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars on him coming. It is like the league deciding it's okay for him to come. So uh, who wants to, who wants to talk about the goat? Okay, cool. That yeah. uh, was, uh, was cool. <laughs> Every uh, time uh, one of these guys come, you know, it's just like, okay. I don't, you know, yeah. like I remember when Beckham came and it was like, okay. Okay. So my yeah. tickets got more expensive. Terry Henry was here. Okay. The, yeah. the, my, my favorite guy that ever came over here that was supposed to be a big deal. Cause honestly, like it's very infrequent when one of them who is like, all of my Euro snob friends will be like, this one's different. You don't understand Shakiri. You don't understand Chicharito. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I, it's not like I, uh, no, no. okay, maybe I don't, but like that when Andrea Pirlo came here, when he yeah, went to yeah, NYCFC yeah. and one yeah. of my friends was like, you don't understand. He's the maestro. He's the maestro. As, <laughs> it's if like using a word in a different language was going to make me be like, oh, oh, well, excuse me. That man was a corpse. I won't make a second week in a Bernie's joke in two segments, but like just know that I wanted to. There was yeah. there was a game at NYCFC where Iguain scored on a corner, but he wasn't taking the corner. He was just being marked by Andrea Pirlo, a corpse standing there. And and Iguain put a header into the back of the net. That's how terrible this guy was. The one header he ever yes. scored. Yes. Messi is uh, like Listen, man, I don't know enough about soccer to diagnose who's the best, who's the worst, and who's in between, other than Justin Merrim, that guy's garbage. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Thank I, you! Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, listen, I, I listened Trey to you guys talk last week about uh, your last episode about we don't boo Justin Merrim. I've never disagreed harder with anything in my life. <laughs> Turn it off. But Hate about, these guys. about uh, Messi, <laughs> like, M- Messi is going to bring in a bunch of people that otherwise wouldn't be paying attention or yeah, 100 maybe they pay attention but they just i don't i don't know it's going to bring in people that otherwise wouldn't be there it's it's going to be on the front offices around the league to take those people who are willing to pay 700 dollars to watch this guy play one game and convince him yeah. to pay 750 for a whole season of tickets where he isn't playing yeah that's it they talked about mls on npr the other day for the first time since save the crew and right. I was like, wow, it, it went, save the crew, six years of no mentions, <laughs> and then, and then enter Miami. I, I saw yeah, a Fox News company. I saw a Fox news clip where the guy was like, well, he better learn English. <laughs> it yeah. was so funny and you need to stop listening to fox news i um, it was a uh, th- twitter yeah. clip jesus was it though <laughs> Don't you get... uh, i mean it, there there is there is something to it where you know miami had one million followers on instagram and they went up to like seven million i mean six million people is a lot That's and a lot of eyes on mls yeah. is awesome and I do think he is different than like a Pirlo or a Beckham or a Zlatan even. Even though I, I, I genuinely think when Zlatan came into the league, he did have a bit of an impact. Like he played really well. His first game, he scored He scored that goal from, you know, he had the game winner. Like he, he's oh, a good Zlatan. player. Yeah. Uh, it. I do think it's very interesting that Messi has predominantly played in leagues that aren't you know, like Germany's Difficult. physical and England is physical and the MLS is also kind of a physical league. He played for, you know, Barcelona and PSG and leagues that aren't, they don't really, that's not like, I, I just don't know if he will, we're going to see 
him do messy things in this league. He won't. It never works like that. People always say they're going to come over here, they're going to score 50 goals, and they never do. And I'm not saying that Messi isn't great. I've watched him play enough to know that he's very, very good at soccer. He might even be the best soccer player ever lived. He's, Dude, he's not going to come here and score 50 goals. The Columbus crew are going to be fine. We would, I would rather yeah. have our 10 than their 10. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just makes me look forward to watching Morris and Nagby and Farsi and whoever stop him. Like you're going to be able to watch so many messy fanboys at the LDC leave just heartbroken next season, wearing Barcelona jerseys. When Zelly has a goal, can't even buy the Miami jersey. Always the best. It's always the best. Like when when Schweinsteiger played for Chicago or something, you know. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like it's to be a fanboy of that guy is mm, like, and there were still fanboys for that guy, and there were just a bunch of like white kids from the suburbs just leaving heartbroken. That, my friends, is what you really want to hook your IV to. Regardless of whether or not we win the game or whatever, whatever, how badly we beat them, how Messi plays, whether or not Zellerion shows him up, do yourself a favor. Leave a little bit before Wiseman and just just post up on one of the beams and just watch all the little fanboys leave. Get your IV bag out and get as much of that in there as you can. And then just and then you can just take a hit of it whenever you want for the next couple of years. That's... That's what it's really all about. Yeah, you're still on that Schweinsteiger juice. You keep bringing over this Schweinsteiger juice. I'm like, what is that, red wine? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No, I I think it's overall, I mean, Messi coming into the league is, it's a positive for the league, sure. Um, It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not going to be competitive. He's not, he might win a couple extra games. If they happen to get into the playoffs, considering that they're in last place right now. Yeah, 100%. um, Not going to happen. You know, it it's gonna the ancillary stuff of like it's gonna raise ticket prices and, and for away games that like sure okay. Honestly, it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing, and if I would happen to get to see to watch him get to watch him play, I'd be happy. But I don't totally really care. I don't care if I get to. It doesn't matter. It's not changing the league. It's not winning the game. What games is he going to show fine. up to? What ones is he not going to show up to? I, I'd be right. surprised if he traveled outside of Miami. Oh, the, the pre-court posting ability for us is just going to be off the charts, man. Like, it's, yeah, like the, the ability to just post on social media about beating Messi and how he couldn't handle the bright lights of Columbus. It's really just a once in a generation yeah. type of like pre-court. posting opportunity. And 100%. Exactly. If you don't care about seeing Messi play, you could almost pay for your entire season ticket by just selling selling it you know what i mean just one just one ticket if you don't care about it watch it at home listen to chris doran the silk smoothie voice he has on apple tv plus get that money i I think ultimately the bottom line for this is it it draws international um spotlight to the mls prior to the 2026 world cup in the united states like it's just a ploy by dong garber to yeah dong um to kind of draw a spotlight to us, which is, which, you know, fair play. Cool. Sweet. You have to, All right. you have to, if you're Don Grover. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a no brainer. If he had the opportunity to bring Messi in and he didn't, he'd get fired and he'd deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The more important thing is we have a left footed left center back from Ukraine. Um, Cherberko, <laughs> 25 years old, left footed left center back. He, I don't think he can play until July 5th. Is that right? Like we, there, the, um, so he plays for the Croatian league. 
and they their season is over. So he's on his way over. I, th- um, I think his physical is all done. I think he's ready to go, but he's not going to be able to play until July 5th. Has anybody done any research or talk? You know, I, I I saw the signing and it was kind of bizarre because it wasn't messy. You know, it wasn't somebody that I knew. I don't follow the Croatian league. Uh, it sounds like none of us do. Uh, A few weeks ago, we like put our like hopes of like what we would sign out there, and this was definitely not what any of us said. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't say like, a whole lot, to be fair, but. 25-year-old, six-foot, left-footed center back. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. To me, it is it is indicative of like – I, I looked at the – just just the, the, the facts, like where he's from, how old he is, where – you know, it's a non-top five league in Europe. He's a fringe national team player. He's 25 years old. He's under 25 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, the transfer fee was allegedly under a million dollars. This is like – if that kind of signing hits, it's yep. why you have a scouting department. That's huge. 100%. Like if that if that guy ends up playing for us for five years and actually making a difference, like whoever put that scout out there, whoever is his boss needs to get promoted. Like that's the kind of thing that takes you from a fringe playoff team to competing for trophies. And if and if it hits, that's a big if. Uh, yeah. Especially how long it takes defenders traditionally to you know to get into MLS and, and feel comfortable. But if it hits, like that's that's a, that's a huge signing, and it makes me feel better than I than I do right now about, because let's be honest, man, under Bez's leadership, he does, he's a wizard in some scenarios like that Amundsen signing. The entire league knew we needed a left back and we got the starting left back for MLS cup champions two years ago for basically pretend money. Yeah. That's, that's that's great. That's objectively good. Yeah. Yes. But other than Cucho and Lucas and I guess you would say Darlington, even though he just kind of wanted to come to Ohio and it didn't matter where. You know, yeah, like, right. like Bez That's has kind thing. of missed on more than he's hit. Yeah. So if this guy hits, I feel better than I would uh, before. Yeah, I, I, I think in general yeah. the crew when it comes to defensive internationals, we have struggled to have like solid signings. Like we keep missing; they keep getting injured. They're out for a long time. It's kind of where we're at right now. You I know, mean, we have Marrero really, in the center, like, like Degenek. Yeah, but Degenek, Degenek De- was a decent Degenek's hit. been okay, but I mean, it's been since Giancarlo that we've really had one that's hit. Yeah. And he didn't even play for us that long. We just got lucky that he went to the World Cup. And played, played well. And we sold him on. Yeah. And got yeah. sold. Yeah. Same thing with Degenek. But so, we're playing two center backs out of position. I feel like... Oh yeah, we're, it's we got to be easy to step in and play better than people that have never played center back ever before. A hundred percent, a very I'm low hope. bar. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he like shows up to practice and Amundsen just comes up. And he's like, "Thank you so much," and just hugs him. <laughs> he's like, "Thank you." I just want to play like left, sit, not, left wing back again. Not like this is ridiculous. I will I, say I think that we I have think like, that we get yeah. too excited as a fan base over white Europeans. Because it's like, yes, like the what's his name? Uh, I mean, Kristen Steinderson is a prime example of this. <laughs> you know, like hey, a, was he Nor- Norwegian? Wherever he was from, Scandinavia, some place where it's cold all the time. All but the like, time. I just feel like we Wait, always get who? really excited when we're bringing in some white guy from it's Europe. like two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking guy. Yeah, great looking guy. Ben and I have like major crush. Now we also had. Um, 
Well, I'm drawing a blank on the last guy that it, he got hurt. He had a the, the concussion or whatever, and then he was out with like a knee injury for a long time. Oh yeah, the the center back, the guy with yeah. the crazy hair, the Viking looking dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wasn't talking about him, but also him. No, yeah. you were talking about the Argentinian. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gaston yeah. Sorrow. Yeah, Sorrow. Who, who's yeah? Who's the guy who looked? Remember Glauber? Another one of those guys. Like yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you what, like our, our center back have just miss, 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 miss under. And this is honestly a few weeks ago. This is why I wanted us to go hard in on like a big European signing. Like, yeah, like like Chiellini. Well, no, no, no. I don't think this is the last center back getting signed. Oh, 100 percent. No, I hope not. I, it's a, and is, I like also the, a really bizarre time to like say, it, hey, we have a signing. It's done before no, the windows even open. I love it. Like, that's what I like most about this, I think, is they already yeah. have a center back lined up yeah. before the windows even open. So he can start day one, potentially. And potentially. they announce it, which is uh, bizarre because hey, they don't. There's no wait and see. Like, I'm hopeful, but yeah. I've seen I've seen this play before. If Bez we'll is see. a true genius, like we all think he is, he'll be making calls to Miami into RSL guys, the teams that just signed a very expensive designated player that maybe need an international roster spot or cap space or something and go, Hey, that's a really nice center back. You got there. How do you feel about a young project named Philip Quinton? How about a like for like (laughs) Keegan Hughes, Keegan Hughes. All right. So let's take another break and we get back. Let's talk about another, uh, another break. Yeah. We've been going long, going way long. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about um, score prediction. New York Yankees. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Morton. Can you hear that? Can you hear the sound of the wind, the waves, the screaming kids that are trying to stay alive on the beach, the sizzling from the skin burning in a 90 degree sun? Well, I can. And it's slightly ironic while I'm basking in the sun and the glory from that tremendous game here on Saturday that while I'm in the sunshine state where the discussion is all and talk has all been about the little Argentinian magician coming into the league that the real star of the week was an Argentinian now residing in Columbus of course I'm also basking in the glory of my 2-1 pick I'm sorry Haas it's been nice to hang out in the basement drinking low shelf bourbon but I'm going off to drink my bourbon Blantons and start rubbing elbows with the big boys further up the standings so before discussing the upcoming games against New York City FC, let's look at predictions from last week. So everyone had a W, so we were all guaranteed a point. But that glorious goal from Zellerayan gave me the 2-1 predictions and the three points. My first. And I didn't think that was coming. This means Marsh is still at the top with the new Upper 90 Club season best ever points total of 11 points a new record congrats mars keep it going uh he's still followed by ben holding on at nine points i am moved up to third place with my equal equal points trey and hoss is just trying you know being the good guy trying to make everybody else look good just right behind with six points now looking forward to this game coming up against New York City FC, um, which is strange. We're playing that shit 3.30 game. Who who knew? Who knew that we can play in the afternoon at any different time than, you know, 7.30, 
Even if it's Central Time or East Coast Time, it's 7.30, but nope, 3.30. Um, New York City, they're just one point ahead of Chicago, third from the bottom in the East. They don't score many goals, and I only collected three points in the last five games. The points coming from ties, and they have only scored three goals in those uh, five games. They lost the last two games at their ridiculous home, and... Um, the team playing in the, you know, the baseball diamond, they're in a bit of the shambles. So, Mark, get the guys' predictions, but I stick with my crew and the two DPs that are on fire up front. Maybe the most lethal duo in the league. I mean, who needs Messi? I say 3-1 crew, a massive win, and we're moving up the table. See you guys soon, and go crew. And we're back and it just, it was a really short break and we're ready to go. All right, let's talk about the New York Yankees coming up on Saturday. Okay, so interesting game. So it starts at 3.30, which is awesome because it's not during the time where I put my children down. So that's pretty great. Uh, I believe Haas will not be able to watch it because he's in a disc golf tournament because he doesn't have kids. Um, Disc golf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Love yeah. that. I used to I used to have tournament time. So Man, all right. So we're gonna head straight into predictions. So all right, 3:30, middle of the day, New York. Um, hot take is that we will not have Zelly. He got called into the Argentinian or not Argentinian, I wish Armenian national team. Yeah. Um, so he will actually not be there. Um um, cheers to Aiden Morris for also making the U.S. Gold Cup team, but he will not be out because they are still in the, I believe it is the, what is it, the uh, CONCACAF Nations League against Mexico? Nations League, but he'll be called into the Gold, Gold Cup, Cup, correct? Yeah, yeah, which is like the B, uh, B- minus team. We'll get into that Probably. on the Yanks podcast. Yes. Um, so... Let's talk about New York City FC. All right, so they are in a great one run of form. So they have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In eight games, they have two ties and six losses. Does that include the Open Cup? That does include the Open Cup. Okay. And they lost to Cincinnati. Uh, they all, they've actually lost to Cincinnati twice. Um, but again, <laughs> it's at you know the yankee stadium so it's always like tiny field but just an absolute it's an indoor indoor micro field. machines yeah what do we think what do we think we don't play well there we never no have. we don't we never do yeah yeah i mean i'm assuming we're gonna roll out the same team who do we think is going to play instead of lucas has to be the small small tiny boy alex Matan, right it's, it's gotta be right and i don't i don't hate that like he he's he is the closest like for like sub in that front three that we have. Cause you know, like J- Jason Russell Rowe plays completely different. Um, I, I believe that his natural position is central attacking mid. Like when he came over Correct. from yeah. the, from whatever, whatever Island they make four feet man on uh, like <laughs> when he came over from that Island of small, small men that like he was, he was billed as a, a central attacking mid. So, I mean, that dude balls out whatever position he plays. He's such an enigma to me. Like every time it's he so plays, weird. I feel like he's doing it. Like I yeah. watched him. I watched him play against. I watched him play an entire crew two game 
at the old stadium. And I basically just sat there at midfield and watched him. And he did whatever he wanted to whomever he wanted, whenever he wanted. And he kind of plays like that even on the first team. And I'm just always like, he seems so much better than his playing time suggests. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, and I, and I talked about this previ- on previous pods, but I don't think he's an out-and-out winger. I don't think he's a striker. And he's definitely not a proper 10 like a Lucas. So I think in this system, he thrives. Like in, in, a, in a top three where it's like, hey man, go up there. Kucho's going to run around. Lucas is going to run around. You're going to run around. All you got to do is create space and you don't have to play defense. And he's like, tight, got it, sweet. And he's able to absolutely excel at that. Like creating yeah. space, finding space. He's like a street baller. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an and one mixtape. Like that's he's like that, if you if if you bring that dude on a on a on a basketball team with like a schedule, it's gonna there's gonna be problems. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, hey, this dude's gonna sub in on our team every now and again, like that guy's gonna be the reason like you make the playoffs. Yeah, he's like the wild card. Yeah. Like he, he can do it and if you give him you gotta find it, a space for him. You have yeah. to Yeah. And and, and and like he wasn't a winger, like you know, a proper winger in a in a four two three one. Like he's not gonna like get up and get back. He's not a wing back. He's not gonna play defense. But in that creative midfield, he just he just thrives. So I, I think I think if, about if, a future where like we've somebody has figured him out and he's performing wherever, whether it be in Columbus or wherever in Romania or something. Barcelona. Like, and we look back and we go, you know, we at, there was a point where we had Lucas Cucho. And and tiny tiny small man Alex Matan all on the same team all at the same time and like they didn't light the world on fire isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. It, 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 well, Andy it, was disregarded by Caleb. Correct. Oh, Caleb. Yeah. He must have, he must have had pictures of Caleb's wife. Like he, he wasn't getting <laughs> playing time for the Capybaras, man. So <laughs> let's just head up predictions. Let's just do it. And luckily, because I'm leading the charge, I don't have to go first. So I'm going to choose meow, 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 meow. Haas. 2-1 crew. 2-1 crew. Okay. Um, I'm scared with Zellerion out. It it worries me because he he does so much, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm with or without him, 2-1 crew. Yeah. I mean, in typical... Score tiny fields there is a lot more scoring than normal all right trey what do you think Ooh, this is gonna be a good question um so what i'm trying to find i know we talked about it recently is is their recent form i know they've had a bunch of ties two scoreless uh, draw two scoreless draws in a row yeah so back to back like three one losses dude if it's zero zero i'm gonna pull my the rest of my hair out I'm gonna like go seven. seven I'm gonna go two nothing crew. Two nothing. Yeah. All right, we can do Mostly that. All right. I don't want to do one nothing. Yeah, and for all the listeners, and also it's also nice to reiterate to Morgan. Uh, Mars actually said um, our host typically that he would buy an Austin jersey if it was ever a one zero crew victory. Because oh, that would never yeah. happen, and oh, yeah, we, he said that like eight months ago when the you know or whenever he was just like, yeah, Did if this ever happened, which Austin team? Like, could it be Austin Bold? <laughs> no, it had to be. It had to be the new like weird barcode jersey with pre on the with back, the clown, yeah, yeah, and pre on the back. <laughs> Super <Yeah>. brutal. <laughs> I have a whole other plan. I'm waiting for it to happen. Like, it, I it, own an yeah. Austin Bold jersey, by the way. So, I mean, if what? he's talking about, oh yeah. 
You paid money, American dollars for that? For the Austin Bold, though. That was like that was like Austin FC's mortal enemy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know what Austin Bold is. It was that USL team that was in Austin before. Before. Yeah. yeah. Are they still around? No. I think they well, went to... I think they went to like uh, somewhere in Alabama. I don't know. They they know they were out they were out at the racetrack in Austin, at the F one racetrack. I know so much about Austin soccer. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I'm all about it. I mean, they, nah, whatever. We we talked for like half an hour off air about our loathing for Austin. Also, I do want to shout out um, before we get to Morgan's uh, preview that they actually. They lost last week, which is wonderful. And they're doing terrible. And I tell you mm-hmm. what, every time we win or every time we play, I wake up the next day and I review like, all right, cool. Where's Cincinnati? Where's Nashville? Where's Philly? Those are the teams in the East who are just dominating. And they all did. I think they all, I think one or two tied and one lost. I think Philly lost. Uh, and Austin keeps losing. And I'm just like, oh man. They were always going to come back to earth, man. And I feel the same yeah. way about, I feel the same way about this year's Cincinnati team as I did about last year's Austin team in that they are, yeah. I think, I think this year's Cincinnati team is bar none, the best average team I've ever seen in major league soccer. Um, I'm okay with that. They were, they, I mean, they, they're like, they have one loss through like how many games? They're good. And, and they, they have 40 17. points after however many games. And like, yeah, they have like a plus seven goal differential. Like they are statistically points wise, the best team in MLS history. Yeah. But like from point from goal differential, which is how games end, they are average. Eight points above second place, 40 yeah. to 32 at Nashville. Yeah. Lunacy Dude, was like a plus seven they, goal differential. They are one or two injuries away from dropping to being the crew, being on, a big, uh, being on a big slide. Yeah, yeah their their, one, their defense. I mean, I, I think signing Miazga, whether we like it or not, this is a totally different pod. Was actually a good call, and and I think that we don't like him. Yeah, oh, hundred yeah. percent. No, no, no. I don't like him. Yeah. I enjoy the rivalry aspect of him. Yes, it's fine because yeah. I love to hate him. He got called up to the Gold Cup also, but again, that's the Yankee podcast. He really? Yeah, he did. He's playing well. And He's gonna be busy. He's no, on no, trial no. for the January sixth insurrection. He won't be able to make it. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because it's true. Um, all right. So, Aces Radio also does a score prediction. You guys are only once a month, unfortunately, That's but right. you guys also. It feels like you guys suck as much as we do as far as yeah. actually predicting correct scores. And I think this last one, you were like, "I give up." Like I don't yeah, I care. I haven't got. I have no points this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also the scores have been like insane. Like, all right, cool, yeah. four to two, and it's like, what? We yeah. give mercy points for pre- predicting a win or a loss. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Nice. So you get a single point for getting that right. Oh, yeah. And, like and the good news is we had talked. We had spoken earlier, and uh, we're currently giving away a signed Iguain picture with oh. a supporter's. I, we didn't even I haven't done this yet but it's a supportive okay. supply scarf as well but as soon as that is given away we are giving away a um a little I, I was just saying I'm going to tease a supportive okay. supply thing there's a thing coming that we yeah, talked about yeah. yes that is going to be if you're able to guess the correct score honestly we we said the three in total but we're like what halfway through the season and someone's on two and everybody else is on one because we were all well whomever wins this mystery thing that we've talked about you're not going to want it 
Yeah. <laughs> you may not be able to put it on. Sorry. You're going to say, yeah. okay, I, I don't want this. Extra yeah. small. You're going to go to the doctor and be like, oh, what's wrong? Believe with me, I have all of the sizes in stock. You you just tell me. <laughs> yeah. It's not the jersey that you're not going to want. It's going to be what's on the jersey that you don't want. Yeah. It's an Austin jersey. Congratulations. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just, I'll edit that out. All right. So, Morgan, playing Yankee. Yankee Stadium, what do we think? Oh, you want me to predict? Yeah, got to. Yep. Uh, 2 nothing NYCFC. Boo. You're 100%. welcome to change anything you say. I would never. It's it's home team FC, man. Playing in that matchbox, never. I don't care how many times that they've lost in the past two months. The Columbus crew will find a way. Yeah. Don't we always? I want to argue so much, but I can't. All right, so does anybody have what... Um, the other Morgan that we call Mort has what is yeah it? so Morton believes that we're gonna win three to one eh eh that's what we're doing eh we're doing three yeah if to we're gonna one. do it he's Canadian now yeah <laughs> hey top of the hat top hat uh, hey how's it going I'm there so eh like him that's crazy yeah it's it's uncanny yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah so three to Morton one for Morton and then our uh, Chicago friend. Is going two to two. So Mars, Mars is going two, to tie. Two. That's because he's top. He's already like winning. He's okay to do Yeah, and he added in like a duh crew, which is really weird. Got but it. Okay. So the last yeah, one up is me. Um, Man, it's so... And I don't disagree with the loss. I don't disagree with the tie. But they are in such a bad form. Who do they even have? Do we, do do we even know who they uh, even have? I mean, Castellanos was the uh, the big one. Yeah, and he he is apparently coming back. Well, he had oh. one good game overseas against uh, whoever he was playing against. So, Real Madrid. Yes, Real Madrid. Yes, that was it. That team. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. We don't have Zelly. Man, it's so hard to th- it's hard to think. So All right, they have the other Sands. They James. do have the other Sands, who also got called yep. up to the gold, Man, but he's not playing well either. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nothing. I, I think our defense is actually pretty solid. Two nothing, two nothing for the crew. Two nothing crew. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah I'm not a monster. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna say th- the Yankees. Anywho, thank you so much, Morgan, for coming on. Um, yes. Thank treat. you. What a yeah. thank you, Morgan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually, if, if you've you know, survive this long into the pod. This is probably going to be one of our longest pods, but uh, it is actually happens when I'm around. It just like a crew (laughs) podcast will just go three hours. (laughs) I was like, ah, you know, you know, we'll probably just every time on aces radio, we just, we show up and all of a sudden it's tomorrow. But, but seriously, thank you so much, Morgan, for coming on, you know, last minute to to, to fill in and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, listen to aces radio. We're all family here. Um, We were talking earlier about new to crew uh, you know, Pete is a wonderful guy. Um, also, you know, it, it, just consume all crew. There is so much time during the week. Uh, Aces is on, you know, you know, once a month, you know, we're on once a week, massives on once a week. Uh, you know, just consume all, all everything crew. There's no reason not to. Uh, and that being said, also check out, you know, support supply.co. They couldn't afford the M on the dot com, but you know, that's right. That's what they're, you know, they're struggling. So we need to support. Help us out. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. And also check out the basketball jerseys. Come on. 
they're, they're the most comfortable thing. You won't look like Morgan, but they're really comfortable. Get that free shipping. Upper 90 boys. That's yeah. Right. And we'll probably end up playing the, the Z. that yeah, that advertisement the through it. So you'll hear yep. Morgan multiple times on this. But nice. um, that's it. So we normally end the podcast by saying a go crew. Go, go. 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 Thanks everyone for joining the club. We hope you'll listen next week and every week, even in the off season to celebrate or commiserate. We'll save you a seat. If you like this podcast, please give us five stars and subscribe. You can email us at upper 90 club pod at gmail.com. That's upper nine zero club pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at upper 90 club pod. Go crew. Okay, Alexa, play Limp Biscuit. Ah, uh, do you have an Alexa behind you? I do, yeah. Yeah, well, I tried to get it to play Limp Biscuit. But he Biscuit. has headphones. You put your headphones out. I was like, <laughs> okay, Alexa, play Limp Biscuit. First of all, I'm a Star Trek fan, so my Alexa does not respond to Alexa. It responds to computer. I, I, I feel like I meet at the middle with Galaxy Quest. I'm just Hell like, yeah. Galaxy I Quest is Galaxy awesome. I consider Galaxy Quest a Star Trek movie. Good.